Alrighty everyone, welcome back! This is Tavis Killian with Rare Petro bringing you a much-deserved episode of Monday Madness on November 14th, 2022. What a historic past couple of weeks it was. While I've been host, I cannot recall one week in which I didn't post an episode of Monday Madness. Sure, maybe some days the episode wasn't released until late at night or the following day, but I have left you the last three weeks with absolutely zero audio content, and for that, I apologize. Things here at Rare Petro have been picking up speed, have been changing shape, have been evolving. Now, I can't guarantee where the future of this podcast will go, but I can tell you in the short term, it will likely still be around. I don't mind putting together these Monday Madness segments, and I do quite miss the Wacky World of Energy episodes that Anthony and I would record. I was growing fond of them. The only thing I can guarantee you is that the Rare Petro organization is headed up, and we thank those of you who have been along for the ride thus far, and welcome the others who may have just joined us. But you didn't come here to listen to me smooth over three weeks of absence with my silver tongue. You came here looking for the most significant statistics and impactful news stories within the world of energy, so let's do this. First, of course, commodity prices. This time last week, WTI was at about $92, and since then, it has dipped as low as $85, but has been only able to rebound back to $90. In the past month, that has pretty much been the case. Very normal across the board, so I guess he didn't miss out on a whole lot of price movement since I've been gone. In fact, that $92 price point from the start of last week was the peak for the month, so we're likely headed back to about 85 bucks and staying there for quite some time. When I wrote the script this morning, the price was at 86.13. The Brent price is almost $7 ahead of WTI and sat at about 93.27. So that is a little bit bigger of a spread than I would have predicted for the time, but we still have to see how it plays out. Natural gas has bounced around between $5 and $7 in the past month, but it seems to be converging at around $6. I believe this is the point where it is most stable, but we're quickly approaching the snowier cold seasons, and I think that will provide an immense amount of upward pressure, as could any news story that pops up. Overall, steady commodities that haven't fallen too far off of what Rare Petro has predicted. Next up, of course, is the rig count. Last time we looked, the total was 769 rigs. This past week showed a 9-rig increase, bringing us to a total of 779, which means there was only a 1-net-rig change in the previous three reports. I sure picked a good few weeks to miss, huh? There was certainly plenty of change across a number of basins, but it is better encapsulated by state changes. Louisiana experienced a more than 10% increase with 6 new rigs. Texas was the runner-up with four new rigs, and even Ohio gained itself a rig. The only state to lose significant rig activity was Pennsylvania, who is down two. A majority of these rigs will be drilling horizontal wells, but all the net change points towards a focus on oil rather than gas. The Gulf also adds three to its total. A phenomenal week for Louisiana, Texas, and the Gulf. In fact, this is the largest overall rig count since back in July when we also witnessed a 9-rig growth. Before that, oh, it may have been closer to the first half of this year. What an excellent week. Lastly, of course, is the inventory report with Nick F. He's been doing an excellent job of holding it down in my absence. Thank you, Nick, for taking care of those. If you haven't been reading his, I'd recommend you give him a peep as I believe they're maybe even, dare I say, better than mine. 
you can always find them at www.rarepetro.com. Here's a quick rundown if you missed his report from last week. A build this week? I thought we were only supposed to see draws now that the SPR has quit releasing oil. If that was your first thought, well, then you were not alone. Unfortunately, the EIA reported a build of 3.92 million barrels of oil against a forecast of about 1.36 million. Although there are no more planned contract sales of oil from the SPR, the deliveries will still happen through the end of the year. So we can't quite disregard the SPR as a player in oil inventories just yet. The API reported an even larger build than the EIA at 5.6 million barrels of oil against a conservative forecast of just 1.1 million barrels. In the week ending November 4th, the SPR released 3.5 million barrels of oil. That brings a total left in the SPR down to 396 million barrels of oil, the lowest since April of 1984. If you're like me, are still waiting and seeing what kind of effect the absence of SPR releases will have on inventories, you'll have to wait until after the final delivery, which is slated to happen before the 31st. Gasoline stock continues its downward slope, and as you may expect, gas prices are ticking upwards this week. Not by much. The EIA blames rising fuel efficiency for offsetting rising gasoline prices in the next year or so. The national gas price average has increased for another week now, this time by 3 cents to 3,803. California gas is averaging the highest in the nation at 5,458. Meanwhile, Texas and Georgia battle it out for the lowest at 3,162 and 3,164, respectively. Not only did gasoline get more expensive, but so too did diesel. No surprise there. Across the country, diesel is averaging 5,362, which is $1.72 more expensive than this time last year. For some perspective, gasoline is roughly 11% more expensive than last year, and diesel is 46% more expensive than this time last year. The reason for diesel being so expensive is pretty clear if you consider local diesel inventories. By local, of course, domestic. Diesel stocks are low. Very, very low. The main driver behind the diesel crisis? Refinery issues. Some haven't reopened since the COVID shutdowns, and some are still performing routine maintenance. Refining capacity is maxed out and struggling to recover. Folks, that is the end of another excellent report from Nick. Thank you, Nick F. How about we get into some current events? The larger of our two stories revolves around destabilization in Iran. In the most recent episode of Monday Madness, we talked about how oil and gas industry labor straight up walked out on a major strike to support recent protests against antiquated social constructs maintained through the Iranian revolution to present. The people are upset, but there seems to be no change. The only action the government is taking at this point is directing the Islamic Revolutionary Guard to attack section of Iraq's northern Kurdish region. Iranian media claim that bases of terrorists were located there. They decided to target them with missiles and drones. Whether or not that is true, many believe that this is Iran's latest method of distracting from its internal affairs. This is a fresh conflict, and escalation is really dependent on the response of the Kurdish. If they retaliate, I would not be surprised if Iran saw it as the perfect opportunity for full-blown battle with northern Iraq. This would not only have the effect of distracting the world from the protests of Iran, but could significantly hamper export capacity with disruptions in the region. Pair this with OPEC's recent commitments to further hinder production, and you have a decent amount of supply wiped right off the table. 
All speculation at this point, but keep your eyes peeled for continued skirmishes. Next, a look at South Africa. This may be the first time on the podcast we have ventured into this region, but they are in the middle of a months-long power crisis that is leaving many without power. Power cuts and rolling blackouts are becoming more frequent as the country struggles to supply stable electricity. Their recent focus on coal power has led to the collapse of renewable energy, primarily wind infrastructure, but things likely would have been bad even if renewables were able to play their part. South Africa's aging coal infrastructure is really struggling to keep up with people's demand for power, which is quite the problem considering coal is about 80% of South Africa's energy infrastructure. This is why Rare Petros maintain that all energy is good energy. A solid portfolio is a mix of gas, oil, hydro, solar, wind, nuclear, and even coal if you really need it in the bad, bad times. If you decrease the amount of diversity in your portfolio, you decrease the amount of flexibility afforded in energy generation, whether that is through supply, infrastructure, transportation, or availability, what have you. 80% of any energy source would be a bad idea. Not only that, but coal is becoming more and more expensive as it has proven to be a great resource for emergency power. But that means the price goes up along with demand. This doesn't even begin to consider how much worse coal is compared to oil-fired or natural gas-fired power, but hey, there are bigger fish to fry when energy is not guaranteed for everyone in the country. Folks, I have been gone three weeks, but the energy landscape really hasn't changed that much. Energy continues to get more expensive, supply continues to be a growing concern, and more people continue to lose the consistent access to electricity. I doubt things are getting better in the near future, as not too much has changed in the political climate or energy landscape. The best thing you can do at this point is continue to educate yourself on all aspects of energy, whether that's markets, geopolitics, or whatever else interests you. In any large-scale economic pattern, there's a strategy to be played that will leave you winning. If you want to continue to learn, you can always go to www.rarepetro.com to find the periodicals that the rest of the Rare Petro team continues to write. Otherwise, there are dozens of hours of podcast content for you to listen to. It's not all just Monday Madness episodes from way back when. There are many other segments we've explored in the past, along with many YouTube videos with great guests and fantastic visuals. There's always an opportunity to learn more. This has been Tavis Killian with Rare Petro. Till we see you next time, take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.